I'm Stephen Strang, and welcome to this very special edition of the Strang Report podcast. Today, I get to interview my longtime friend, Clay Clark, who you know is the one who has brought together General Flynn and many other great patriots uh, with his Reawaken America tour. And uh, I've had so many good podcasts with him. He's got a very successful podcast himself. And I like to interview him at least once a month, and it's been a lot, a lot longer than that. So first of all, let me welcome you, Clay. And to, uh, you know, one of the things I like to do is to cover current events. And yeah. there are a few people I know that keep up more with what's happening with current events. In fact, I saw a documentary about you, how you get up at like three in the morning and study, and and uh, you're just amazing. So tell me. Uh, what are some of the current event items that you are yeah. most interested in, including some of the stuff that we talked about before you went on the air? Well, you know, I have some notes off to my left here. I'm not distracted, but I want to make people know, let people know I, I really do have a reverence for the Bible, and I try to always cite my sources, and therefore people can look it up and, and assume that I've lost my mind. So I just want to pull this up real quick here. Um, the Euphrates River has dried up or is drying up, okay? So the Euphrates River is drying up, and someone says, why does that matter? Well, as the Euphrates River has dried up, you're going, you've seen the increased presence of this guy, the false prophet. Yuval Noah Harari. And Yuval Noah Harari, this guy who's praised by Obama and Zuckerberg and Gates and MIT and Stanford and Harvard, the guy calling to rebuild the temple, the guy who wants to change the times and the laws and who wants to put surveillance under the skin and who wants to ban the eating of meat, he has shown up. So you're having China and Russia are teaming up, the false prophet is showing up, and the Euphrates River is drying up. Now, if you read Revelation chapter 16, verse 12 through 14, the Bible told, told, uh, told us that these kinds of things um, would happen. And the reason why I say the Bible tells us or told us kind of both is that the Bible, 27% of the Bible is prophetic and 73% of the Bible is historical. So, Steve, I look at the Bible as a living document, so I struggle sometimes to decide whether it's the Bible telling us or it told us because the Bible knows what's going to happen. And so, Steve, as we're seeing these things happen, as we're looking at hyperinflation, you open your Bible to Revelation chapter 6, verse 5 through 6, you can begin to see where the Bible begins to talk about the cost of living going up dramatically or hyperinflation. So, Steve, I think the Bible was written, I know the Bible was written to prepare us, um, not to scare us, but I would encourage all your listeners today to use the Bible as your compass and really get into the Word of God and read it. And don't just blindly accept what I say. And I think a lot of times as Christians, and I, I'm not uh, attacking your listeners or anybody, I'm just going to attack myself. I think for a long time as a, as a young uh, Christian or a young guy that went to church often, I think a lot of times, you know, when I was 25 years old, 30 years old, whatever, you know, I'd go to church looking for a word in place of reading the good word or reading the Bible. You know, I think a lot of times we look for a word as opposed to reading the word. And I would just encourage everybody right now to, to read the Bible and to understand that as we're seeing a lot of the prophetic aspects of the Bible come to pass, God hasn't forgotten about us. God in his great mercy is allowing a lot of these things to happen to, to wake people up. Well, what you say is very true, and we do have to uh, look to the Word of God, but it's also difficult sometimes to really understand it, especially the book of Revelation. Yeah. I recently reread the book of Revelation, uh, which I've read many times. You know, the Bible says that those are blessed yeah. who read Revelation. So if you want to be blessed, just reread Revelation. And of course, 
Uh, so many people have different theories, and we have to be led by the Holy Spirit to try to understand how the headlines apply to our lives and apply to the Bible. Right. Now, we were talking about these nations called BRICS yeah. uh, before we went uh, on the air, and um, that stands for Brazil, uh, mm. Russia, India, China, China and, and South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah. And these are countries that I guess do trade together. They're they're growing economies, uh, all of them. So well, tell us what's happening with BRICS and how that affects our lives. Well, you have what I call the Steve Strang block. And let me tell you the Steve Strang block. This is a, a block of people that love God that you choose to surround yourself with. That's what you do. That's the Steve Strang block, in my opinion. Uh, as I've, I've seen so many Christian publications go woke. You you have this thing called the Steve Strang block where you have a lock on you. If you don't believe in God, you don't believe in the Bible, you're not that interested. Now, over here, they have the BRICS block. That's Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. These countries have been teaming up together uh, formally. They've actually built a bank, a physical structure, a big tower skyscraper located in Shanghai, China called the New Development Bank, which is the home of BRICS. They've developed their new way of payment. They can pay each other now, not using the U.S. dollar through what's called BRICS Pay, B-R-I-C-S Pay. And they've now been putting together deals. And starting on January 1st, uh, BRICS will expand from Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa to adding Saudi Arabia, to adding Iran, to adding the United Arab Emirates. And so this just in this past week, this is a, not speculation. This is a real thing. China has entered into an agreement where China, which is the world's largest oil and gas importer, the world's largest energy importer, has now locked in a deal to work with the largest energy exporter, Saudi Arabia. And they're going to be trading back and forth, no longer using uh, the U.S. dollar. And so what's happening is the petrodollar is essentially out of gas or Saudi Arabia is pulling out of their relationship with the U.S. dollar. And so this is um, not going to be good if you're holding U.S. dollars. So how did this develop, and what do you think the significance is? Because, you know, there was a day when the U.S. dollar was not the uh, international currency of trade. Yeah, uh, It has made our dollar strong, and it's put the United States in a strong position in terms of uh, world economies, and I think the United States has been pretty responsible until recently. There are a lot of things our government doesn't seem very irresponsible, but that's a discussion for another day. So, um, you know, I'm not an economist, even though I've studied it. Uh, most people are not economists, and, you know, I remember Harry Truman. Do you remember what he said about economists? He wanted a one-armed economist, because, and they asked him why, and he said because the economists always say, on one hand, it's this, and on the other hand, it's that. Well, I'm not going to do that. I, I am going to give people facts, and I'm not prophetic, so I'm not going to give people guesses with dates. I'm just going to tell you what we know to be true, factual. Uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they're going to expand to having 11 countries on January 1st. That's a fact. Second fact is Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. These countries, Saudi Arabia, Iran, uh, Dubai, they all have massive natural resources, and they are going to no longer be using the U.S. dollar. So what's the, the, the process they call this is de-dollarization. Okay? Uh, Russian state media is now reporting that the new currency will be gold-backed, gold-backed, backed by gold. 
So the, the idea is that you're going to see a weaponization of the currency system. And so um, we as um, Christians, if you uh, follow uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, the BRICS nations, you'll discover that for the past 16 years, many of these countries have been hoarding the Earth's gold in preparation for this moment. This wasn't a, a break, breaking news thing for them. This was something they decided to do 16 some odd years ago. And it's the idea is to destroy the U.S. hegemony or the, or the phrase they use, the term they use to say the U.S. control of um, the world's economy or lead position in the U.S. economy. Uh, Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, says we're going to move from a unipolar world where the U.S. controls things into a multipolar world where uh, the U.S. does not. So this is an attempt to dethrone the U.S. dollar as the world's most uh, powerful currency. And uh, of all of the uh, uh, political candidates that are running for office right now, you talk about Nikki Haley, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, you talk about uh, Ron DeSantis, you talk about Trump, you talk about RFK, you talk about Biden. The only candidate that I'm seeing talk about this de-dollarization and how this is a real threat to collapse the U.S. dollar is President Donald J. Trump, or the man at least who, uh, who I voted for in the last election. Donald J. Trump is now talking uh, during a, an interview he did with Kudlow. Uh, Larry Kudlow, he did that on News Newsmax, and then he also did an interview with Tucker Carlson during Tucker's final interview with him, where he's discussing the imminent collapse of the dollar. In fact, let's talk about the election for a minute. How do you think all these things are going to affect our election? Uh, it, in what is it, uh, less than twelve months from now? Well, you know, uh, you've been on the Reawaken America tour, and I appreciate you coming and speaking on the stage on multiple occasions. And so you've been backstage and you've seen Eric Trump and, you know, Cash Patel. And now we have uh, President Trump's lead attorney, Alina Haba. She's now on the tour. Um, you have uh, General Flynn. You have uh, uh, it's Roger Stone. I mean, pretty much Trump's inner circle, Devin Nunes, they're all on the tour. So I talk to these guys every day. And uh, what I can tell you is this is I'm just going to lay it out my my one two three answer um one my bias is i really want president trump to be the president that's that's my bias so i'm just telling you that second is um i know that we need um a miracle but i also know that god uses humans to work those miracles and what i'm discovering is in my office steve in tulsa oklahoma i happen to employ a lot of people that are not white a lot of people that are not white, not white Caucasian people. And what's happening, Steve, is a lot of them went home for Thanksgiving and they had conversations with me when they returned. And they told me that their families who are not white are now voting for Trump. They can't believe it. They're like, it, the, the, something about $7 orange juice isn't sitting well with people. Something about the corruption in the inner cities and the violence isn't sitting well with people. And so a lot of never Trump people, Steve, are now you know, anecdotally saying that they're voting for Trump. Now, the third piece is now as you look at the actual data, I'm not a pollster, but Glenn Beck recently has talked about this. In many of the, swing, the key swing states, Glenn Beck has covered this. Um, right now, President Trump is pulling as high as 44% of the Hispanic vote in places like Arizona. That's that's pretty wild. Um, also, President Donald J. Trump is carrying up to 24% of the black vote in places like Arizona. Now, just to give you some context, when Barack Obama ran to become the president of the United States, as many of your listeners will know and, and will remember, he won something like 99% of the black vote. 
he won a massive amount of the minority vote. And what's happening is, is a lot of the hardest working people out there, Hispanics that work with their hands, they're working in the real economy every day, black people working with their hands, Asian people working with their hands, people that have jobs that go to the store that buy real products and services, Steve, they're seeing inflation and they're seeing the destruction of families. They're seeing the destruction of the schools. They're seeing the wokeism and how it's damaging everything from sports to shopping at the store. And so more and more people are waking up to the idea that President Trump is the the clear um, solution. And I'll give you another example. President Trump attended a football game this past week. And uh, if you have kids that go to college, you know college campuses are pretty liberal by and large now. I mean, the majority of college campuses are very liberal. And President Trump walked into on a football stadium in Nikki Haley's home state. He shows up and he got a two-minute standing ovation from college kids. And no matter how the media tried to spin it, it was – endless chance of USA, USA. And we're starting to see that more and more. So I do believe there's a, a certain momentum and an energy behind President Trump. I think people want an underdog. They love what President Trump stands for. However, I'm being sued by a company called Dominion for discussing election fraud. I'm being sued by Eric Coomer, the former head of strategy and security for Dominion. He's suing me for defamation. So I know what it's like to, you know, be attacked by people involved with election integrity, uh, these sort of issues. And so I, I hope there can be a fair and balanced election. I hope that people can get out there and vote. I hope every vote's counted. I hope no votes are counted twice, Steve. Steve, I hope there's not ballots of, uh, there's, there's not pallets of ballots. Um, I hope, Steve, we can have a fair and honest election, but uh, I think we need a little God intervention here, Steve. I agree. And I also agree that we're seeing a shift. I follow the polls um, on Western Journal. I listen a lot to Dr. Steve Turley, and he brings up every single poll and polls that have never shown Trump ahead, ever, back in 15, 16, and 20, are showing him ahead, which is pretty incredible. But Trump has a very um, interesting uh, message it's that things were good when he was president, they're not good now, and he will take us back to how things are good. The economy was strong, as everyone will remember. There were no international wars. You know, there's reason to believe that if Trump were in right now, that Russia would have never invaded uh, Ukraine. Uh, I'm not sure we can say the same thing about Hamas, because the, the dynamics are so different, but Trump was very strong. And Biden is anything but strong. He can't even walk up to a podium. Um, you know, I mean, it's sad what's happening, but it's it's like it's almost like a fight against good and evil. You would know that more than anyone. Uh, and I agree with you that that people are getting tired of the way things are going. And the message, the leftist message, is wearing out real quick. And people are saying that it's not true. And uh, it is pretty incredible to see what's happening. Meanwhile, uh, there are people that are trying to tie Trump up with these endless lawsuits, but it seems like they're being overturned one by one by one, or at least, you know, parts of them. Um, what do you think about that? And uh, yeah. do you think that it's possible that he could actually uh, be found guilty with one of those in one of those situations? I don't there's so many. I don't even know how many there are, maybe a dozen. 
Uh, yeah. Um, I will say this. I don't uh, want to in any way misquote or ever exaggerate the number of lawsuits that are currently filed, uh, nor the ones that are coming. But I can say it is epic. It's historic. It's unprecedented, whatever adjective you want to use there. I also can say uh, this, Steve, this is not a backhanded compliment. You've been on the planet long enough to have seen a deterioration of American values. I mean, you've been on the planet long enough, and that's one of the things that's great about your books is you write from a historical perspective, from a biblical perspective, and you're able to, to have seen things. You know, you've been able to see the deterioration of, of the family unit from 1980 to now. You've seen those things. Um, a lot of people haven't been on the planet as long. And so what we're seeing, Steve, is we're seeing the worst president in the history of the United States almost immediately following the best president or one of the best presidents in the history of the United States. It's almost like a rap concert followed by a Christian conservative choir. I mean, it's it's almost like uh, ice cream followed by vegetables. You know, it, it, it's it's just it's there's so it's such a strike, a strong contrast that everybody can see it. I mean, it's not an incremental thing. It's like, a wow, the economy was incredible. Inflation was low. The cost of gas was low. Uh, everybody of every race and background was doing well. There were no wars. There was nobody dying overseas. Uh, men and women in the military were proud to wear the uniform. There was just a confidence in America. The wall was being built. The amount of illegal immigration was going down. The economy was improving. All of these things were great, Steve. I mean, Steve, it was great. I mean, can't we just remember how great it was? And now it is rough. I mean, it is bad, Steve. It is really bad. You know, it's not. Well, what's it, happening is that there's a, a type of socialism that we never, we never thought, thought we'd, we'd see in America, in America uh, that, that is having to tear, tear down, down everything, everything to rebuild America, America in a socialist, socialist uh, model. model. That's, That's what's happening. happening. They're right. tearing down everything. America's uh, history, its institutions. But, but there's, there's still, still enough, enough good, good people uh, that, that we're, we're pushing, pushing back. back. And, you, know, you know, you talk about how things have deteriorated since 1980. You know, that's what you would remember. But, you know, yeah. really, things have been deteriorating with the family really since the First World War, long before I was alive. Yep. But it seems to be accelerating. And in the last couple of decades, it's been pretty split 50-50, except the more conservative uh, what it was center right people seem to have the upper hand. So you see George Bush winning by a, a whisker, and there are several elections that were very very close. Now it's then it seemed that it swung a little bit. You know, Obama did not beat McCain that much, just a point or two. You know, if if it if there had been a swing of a few million votes, that election would have been different. Right. But, and I know you see the socialism too. And yep. Very few people will talk about it. It's like it, like it's not polite to talk about socialism. And socialism is really communism without a gun. I agree. And and I, they're I, trying to take over instead of shooting because they know they couldn't get away with it with our military and everything else and with our Second Amendment rights. So they're trying to take over the ballot box or with the deep state or just ignore our laws or corrupt our our judicial system to get their way. A lot of these things have been changed by judicial fiat instead of by legislative uh, votes. So what do you think? 
Well, I just think uh, homework. I have for all the listeners tonight. I have to give, I have a lot of homework for everybody. Okay, and I realize I'm not your teacher. I'm not. A, I don't have the authority to declare homework for everybody out there. But I've got five pieces of homework I'd like to throw out there. One, if you haven't subscribed to the Strang Report, I would encourage you to do so. Uh, I met Steve a few years back, and what I found is that Steve is focused on facts from a biblical perspective. Facts from a biblical perspective. And I just, I, Steve, unfortunately, I've met a lot of people this year that are focused on facts, but they don't do the Bible. Or people that do the Bible, but they don't do facts. And you do such a great job and have done it for years and years. And again, you've continued to be just that foundational Christian publication. And I appreciate you. And I encourage everyone to subscribe to your podcast. Second, and I mean this sincerely, everybody needs to open your Bible to Matthew chapter 24, to Mark chapter 13, and Luke chapter 21. Matthew chapter 24, Luke chapter 21, Mark chapter 13, and read it out loud like it's the Word of God. And, uh, you know, you you tell me where we're at in the timeline, okay? You just, Jesus was asked directly by his closest associates. They say, hey, how do we know when you're coming back? And he tells them what has to happen. And so we could disagree about timelines and when this is happening, when that's happening. But I would encourage everyone, just read the Word of God tonight. Matthew chapter 24, Mark chapter 13, and Luke chapter 21. Third, um, you know, we have this Reawaken America Tour documentary, which so many people have told me they've watched over these last couple of years. And they say, I had no idea that Pastor Archer Pulaski or General Flynn or Mike Lindell felt so strongly about their faith. And they do, because if they didn't have a faith in Jesus, they would have quit a long time ago. And people say, I thought General Flynn was raised Catholic. And then people say, I thought Clay Clark used to be a DJ. And people say, I thought that, and all I can say is God is drawing us all closer to him if we're willing to read the word of God. So I would encourage you, watch that documentary and watch how God has been transforming uh, so many wonderful people through this Reawaken America tour. Um, fourth, we've got the Reawaken tour coming up in uh, Tulare, California, December 15th and 16th. Uh, Steve, I'm not fascinated with the concept of losing money, but I have not made any money on these events over these past three years. I haven't taken a dime of income. And I say that not to pat myself on the bat. I sit back. I say that because I want these events to be affordable for everybody. And I spoke to Eric Trump about this yesterday and General Flynn. And we have three final events. You know, we have the, our final event in California right now, December 15th and 16th. And, then, and it's two days or 70 plus speakers. Then we're going to do something in the upper Midwest in June, probably Michigan, Detroit, Michigan. And then our final event uh, might be weaving in with the Trump rallies themselves. It could be on the East Coast. We don't know. But Steve, right now, on the, of the speakers on the lineup, I think we have 14 of the speakers that are likely to be members of President Trump's administration should he win. So, I mean, you have many, many uh, members of Trump's inner circle now. Cash Patel, Alina Haba, uh, Eric Trump, Don Jr., Laura Trump. They're all right there on the Reawaken tour, surrounded by a lot of pastors, preachers, and teachers that don't apologize for the gospel. So that'd be my homework tonight. Um, and I encourage everyone just to take action and, and not just be a hearer. So tell people how they can sign up and go to one of these events and also how they can get your podcast and connect with you. Yeah. Um, if you go to time to free America.com time to free America.com, that's the website to request those tickets. Um, also, if you want a little bit faster service, you can text me. This is the number 918-851-0102. This is the false prophet. You've all know Harari, but what the devil meant for bad, we mean for good. 918-851-0102, 918-851-0102. And then our, our podcast, if you just go to rumble.com and search for thrive time show, that's where um, most of my – I put shows out everywhere, but I think that's the place where it's the least censored. You know, Steve, I don't even know. Sometimes I'll put out a show, and then someone will call me, and they'll go, hey, I didn't see your show on this platform. 
And I'm going, really? Because we put it up on everything. And so I'm finding that Rumble.com right now has, has proven to be the most non-censored platform over these past three years thus far. But we do post everywhere. Good for you. And um, we were talking about Donald Trump. Yeah. And you kind of expressed your opinion. But uh, kind of walk me through what's going to happen at the primaries. There's all this big... Uh, hubbub right now over Ronna McDaniel, the RNC chairperson, who, yeah. in my opinion, is not doing a good job at all and is putting on these debates that nobody watches. I mean, I used to watch every single debate. I even attended a couple in person. Yeah. Um, and I haven't even turned them on. Well, they seem like a waste of time. What do you think? Well, this is interesting. Somebody brought this up to me yesterday, and I had, hadn't thought about this before. But one person said that they. This is kind of the language we use, Steve, behind the scenes. Okay, so I'll keep it clean here. But this person calls me. They're not a Christian, and they just said, "I think I figured out why Ronna McDaniel is still there." And I said, "Why?" And they said, "Because she is able to showcase the idiocy of all of these bogus candidates at the same time." And I said, what? And they go, it's so clear how bogus they are. They go, maybe that's part of Trump's thing. He says, fine, let her showcase these people. And the word he used to describe them wasn't very nice. But he said, uh, maybe he's allowing her to showcase these idiots so that people can see how bogus they are all at one time. Meanwhile, Trump can be heard from uninterrupted at his rallies. And I thought, you know what? I hadn't thought about that. But I can also just say I totally disagree with virtually every statement that woman has made that I've heard her say. Um, I really am a big proponent of the vast majority of what President Donald J. Trump stands for. And I just can't understand the logic of having her in that position at this point. I, I can't unless there's some sort of, you know, incredible move going on where it allows all of the idiots to showcase their lack of competency at the same time. Well, uh, as we wrap up the podcast, I'll just mention that last night I had the privilege of having dinner with about, I'd say, 60 pastors that had a meeting here in Orlando, and a friend of mine invited me to go, and it was a great opportunity to network. Several of the pastors have very high profiles. You'd recognize their name, and as the they had a little program at the end where they just kind of shared, and those pastors were very concerned about what's happening in America concerned that too few pastors actually speak up and uh, were 100% behind Donald Trump. I mean, this was just all kind of ad-lib. Nothing was planned. It wasn't political in any way. It was just a bunch of pastors and a few businessmen, such as myself, were there as well. And I just thought it was just interesting for me to be exposed. This was a group that I'm not around very much. So I think that we are beginning to see something. And I think that uh, Clay Clark, you and reawaken America has have made a real difference because uh, listen there was there was a time when everybody was just saying uh, you know the conservative movement is kind of dead no one's listening to it you know they're just a bunch of uh, uh, nutcases or, or worse uh, you know there's all this controversy about January 6th and about election fraud and everything else and the media was making it sound like um, nothing was going on and and then people come to your rallies and see that there are like-minded people there that are oh. encouraging each other who are strong and who are making a difference i think to me uh, as i've been there and i've been there seven times that was the real value was yep. people would encourage each other and they would see role models 
again and again and again of how to stand strong. So I'll give you the last word. I'd say the Bible, uh, Hebrews 10, 25, tells us to not forsake the gathering, even as we draw closer to the end. And so regardless of where we're at in that timeline, we should not forsake the gathering. And so I just encourage people, you got to get involved. And I know God wants to use every single listener out there. He wants to use your time, your treasure, your talent. God wants to use everybody out there as part of this reawakening. So my assignment, my homework for you tonight, again, is go to timetofreeamerica.com. Come join us on the Reawaken America Tour and try to wake up at least two other people this week. Just try to share the gospel, share the truth with at least two people. I'm not asking for 20. I'm asking you to wake up two people because if everybody does that, we'll make a big impact. And Steve, thank you again for unapologetically standing up for for faith and freedom. Uh, You're a great American patriot. I really do appreciate you. Well, thank you. And thank you to my listeners for tuning into the Strang Report. If you don't subscribe, subscribe and hit that little bell and tune in again for another episode. God bless you. Take care, Steve.